All right, before we start this episode, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Podcorn. Uh, if you guys are like us, you are a podcast host that is always looking to make a little money here or there off your show, and Podcorn is the easiest way that i found to do it. It's a new site that I've just found, and what it is, you set up your account, you link it to your podcast through your uh, podcast dis- distributor, whatever site you use, and you find the company that most fits what you're doing and you submit an offer for pre-roll, mid-roll or to close out a show. You give them a flat rate. You submit your offer. They get back to you quick. They decide if they're going to work with you or not. You simply then make your your advertisement for them, submit it to it, and if they accept it, you get paid. It's really simple. So everybody go to podcore.com to set up your account and start making money through your podcast today. On a mission to be champs and stay left me free. Prepare for combat, my adversaries crumble. Face it, I got a reputation for damage. Busters get ready to crumble. They lock me in a cell. Have me trapped in a living hell. Though not guilty, I'm still in jail. Brother, I serve my time like a soldier. Maintain composure. My shadow box in the fight to the death. Busting boulders. Every boxer with a bad glove. Best give up love. Here's a man from the makings of a thug. A lethal weapon, my sharp. And in my heart, there's a wish to shake the world with the what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of cheap seats box show angelo here jp not with us he'll be back next week got a guest this week but first first things first follow show on twitter at cheap seats box itunes rate review you'll be next unofficial sponsor i will need your guys' help for rates reviews on other things coming up and also you heard the uh the ad in the beginning if you guys do sign up with Podcorn, shout me out on Twitter. That way, uh, my fee for them can go up. Uh, that's all I need for you guys. Um, all right. So we got, a, like I said, we got a guest, uh, renowned author. I mean, come on now. Um, he he wrote a book called Heroes and Jerks. It is a, a, a history, I guess, of heroes and jerks. We'll hit a little bit of that in the boxing terms. Ed Daly has a sh- he does a, a show, a podcast as well called The Baller Lifestyle. Been listening to it for years. Uh, Ed, thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate you coming on. Angelo, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a book. It's it's like when people ask me, well, what's it about? It's it's the history of humans from cavemen to today, told in the ten best and ten worst from every era. So I picked the ten best and ten worst. So in the beginning. You know, we're talking about the the person who invented the wheel or something like that. And then it gets, you know, more complicated over time. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as far as sp- people have asked me a lot about sports, you know, well, does this person get on? And so I tried to keep it to the people that were, that were um, influential to the world rather than just a, you know, Michael Jordan was one of the best, best, maybe the best basketball player of all time, but you know, sports is personal. I'm a Knicks fan. So uh, (laughs) I didn't love what Jordan was doing, but anyway, like he wasn't a cultural, he wasn't like Ali. Mm -hmm. He was as popular as any athlete in my lifetime, but somebody like Muhammad Ali, when I talked about him in the book, it's about, you know, the, his, his fight of, um, you know, against Vietnam and, and, um, and, you know, I, I get into how he was great for 
for anybody that, you know, for an athlete. Um, but then when I'm talking about jerks, um, the first instance that involves boxing is probably with Jack Johnson in, uh, turn of the century, like 1910, uh, this guy, man, Congressman from Illinois saw Jack Johnson with a lot of success and a lot of white women. And so he, he, he came, came up with, I mean, he was doing it for just to, to tell women what to do with their bodies essentially, but Mm -hmm. somehow it was only applied when a black guy was with a, uh, a white woman. That's kind of how it worked out. And Jack Johnson, you know, he was, that's how they got him. They, they hated the black champion and that's how they got him. Yeah. They, he, he liked his white women too. That's for sure. He, <laughs> he did, sure did. did it to, to just to piss people off more than anything. It seemed like half the time. Um, yeah. But uh, Ed, uh, you guys got to check, check out the show. But w- when I said rate interview, what what we're doing with him? He's he's a big boxing fan. He likes to watch boxing. Uh, I've heard him talk about it on you know here and there on the show because the other co-host Brian not as much into it, so <laughs> they're not going to go back and forth with it. Uh, but um, it, it's a great listen. Check him out and then do do us a favor. Uh, when we get to the end, I'll, I'll put you know I'll put a link to the show or link to the book in the uh, show description. And you guys go out there, go on Amazon, leave a nice rate and review. You know, just. Give it five stars. Do what you got to do to just to get that, like you do for the show, to get it more noticeable, to get it out there. Because those rating reviews is really what puts things out there for people to see when they're looking in different genres of whatever it is. So if you guys can really do that step up, give them a few. I'd really appreciate it. Um, go ahead. just to, You can go in more into about the book, man. It doesn't just have to be about boxing. Go ahead. We'll hit on that in a second. But is there anything that you want to hit on? Like that well, I mean, it focus it, on? it so it's um it's top ten list, but it's like it's about a paragraph for each person, so it's not it's not it's it's something you can easily pick up and put down you know somebody told me this is good makes a good bathroom reader <laughs> um but it's 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 just broken up into different chapters of the different eras, so I have the nineteen sixties or the middle ages and there and it's all broken up um but you know, the grand uh, conclusions are, yeah, there's some people who are heroes and some people who are jerks at the same time. Like Thomas Edison was a pretty terrible dude. So he's going to be on both lists because as much as he perfected um, things like the the record player and the the light bulb, he was also a patent troll and Mm -hmm. he was, taking people's inventions and being like, yeah, that's, that's, that's an Edison invention and not pay them for it. And there were, there were tons of people that you thought were good and did some bad things. And it does involve some of the, the main people, Martin Luther King and Gandhi and Hitler. There are people that you know are there, but there are so many people that I learned about while I was writing about this. Mostly I was writing it. Um, um, my wife was in, uh, was I, I was working out of a pub, essentially. My wife uh, was working in London, and so we were over there for four months. And uh, at night, when I finally had a chance to go out, I would, uh, I would just sit down in a pub and I would, uh, you know, read and write about people and learn about people. And you, you learn a lot of uh, cool things and things you didn't realize and who really invented this and that. And um, 
it was pretty cool. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports nut. So it was hard for me to, to take that part out of it. Like I, like I said, I, I tried to uh, include somebody who was major, um, had a major influence on culture, Jackie Robinson or, or whatever, but, you know, I, I tried to take my own things out. Like I was a big, growing up, I was a big Marvin Hagler fan, mm-hmm. but I can't really say he was the most important, one of the 10 most important people of the eighties. So I had to take sports kind of, and just include the, the major figures, but, uh, but it's, you know, I try to keep it light. I try to keep it as if you're sitting on a bar stool next to somebody and they say, okay, what's so, what's so great about Franklin Roosevelt? Or why was Franklin Roosevelt terrible? What did he do wrong? And just what somebody would say in the span of five sentences, six sentences, and take it through every king, you know, every villain you've heard of, and, uh, you know, the Braveheart king, and those people, you know, were real life kings. And um, to Gorbachev and, you know, people, Putin, so just taking it through throughout history with the best and worst people from every era. Um, but I try to keep it light. I try to keep it humorous. So it's not, it's not a stodgy uh, history book. And unfortunately some people are like, Oh, I bought it for my you know, 10 year old. He loves history. <laughs> and it's like, you know, life takes an R rated turn sometimes. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of serial killers. There are a lot of bad things that happen. And the book takes an R rated turn at times. I mean, it's, that's, his life yeah it's just real <laughs> yeah 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 and, and you know um you say you said there was a list like list you kind of like listed about it's, 10 things. it's the top 10 and, and best 10 and worst 10 of every era i see and and it, you know guys we we love listing shit you know like everything has to have a list what's the top three this right. what's your this best is, favorite five this. that's right it's, it, it's so it's perfect so you guys are out there listening like yeah it's broken down exactly the way that we would like to read things oh here's the 10 worst here's the 10 best uh, shit, we do it all the time. Boxing, you know, you got your pound for pound, of course, top ten list. Pound. Yeah, so, so so I'm doing the pound for pound of the 1500s, or <laughs> exactly. whatever it is. Yeah, the pound for pound, best and worst people. Um, all right. Um, so I don't know if you if you heard uh, Ed um, Canelo has a has a uh, dance partner. It looks like uh, for his next fight, or maybe not. Uh, has, has, what's what's the? Uh, I saw some dates being floated around. The dates but, I don't think have been set yet. They they're looking at it, but already the opponent, uh oh God, you'll dare him is already been like kind of the the platform that he's on, the zone, has already said, nah, we don't like that matchup. I think because they have other interests as well. Well, not to mention that it's kind of a shitty fight. Um but it's it's no it's I don't know, man. Right now it's just it's all a clusterfuck, man. I mean it's it's a weird feeling of being starved for things to get back to normal. But then when they throw us some like breadcrumbs that aren't so great and it's like, I want, I want to, I almost in my head, I, I try, I like make something into a bigger deal than it is mm-hmm. just cause I want to see something, but it's, it's tough to get excited about. That, and, and, that's what I've been saying this whole time because like, yeah, we're starved for it, but if, if you offer a shit, then we're really not going to eat it, man. I mean, honestly, and the ratings have been terrible. Of you know, everything. I, I, yeah, everything. It's not just like NBA is getting terrible. I mean, part of that has to do with, Hey, this big playoff game is on two o'clock on a Wednesday, but, but just in general, it's a, it's just a weird vibe. Uh, and, 
And you know, the weird thing is the things that actually have gotten really good ratings, golf and NASCAR, just, it's just odd, you know, like. Those, those are the two things that I'm not tuning in. Yeah. Even when and, there's no pandemic. And, and I heard, and I heard that they're like getting like, I think it was like 4 million or something like that. Like that's crazy. Golf. Yeah. It's just insane. I'm like, what the, and I'm, I think NASCAR did way better than that. If I'm not mistaken. I, most people I know will enjoy golf on TV. Like most people will be like, well, I'll at least watch the majors. Like I don't, Yeah, it's just, it's just not for me. They just had a major and I was like, I had no interest oh, at did? all. Yeah. I didn't did. even know. I think they I know did. the masters is right around the NCAA tournament. That's when like, that's when I at least know there's a major going on, but beyond that, I don't know anything. About it must have been the players' champ, whatever the whatever the that fourth one that that nobody really. That, that's a, that the left Australian up. Open and the tennis. <laughs> yeah, that's like, the one I forget which one it was, but it's like I knew it was on. It was like usually I'm I'm like you, I'm up for it. I'll watch it. Like had no interest in it, and and even these these fights, like watching them, you, you'll see them on ESPN. There's no crowd. It kind of it takes away some of it, but it's also like you realize, like I guess with no crowd around and nobody to get hyped up about it you you do see when it's really bad a really bad product you know you yeah. can't really hide it with crowd shots and and crowd noise you that is true but i mean one very very undercard match and i i don't even know who is fighting you also the one difference you can see people getting hurt oh you yeah can, like when there's no crowd and atmosphere and it, it you can hear some shots that that sound like man that that's not good. Yeah, and not only that, with the mismatches that they've had, it's happening. It, it, it's bound to happen almost right. once it, a, once a card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you just see beatdowns. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, um. I've uh, I've been lucky to be. I mean, I'm right. I'm right outside New York City, so any big fight in MSG I've, I've been able to get to. And for a while I worked on wall street for like 10 years. And so I would just find customers to see, I, cause I, you know, I had to entertain, I had to take people out, but I would find customers that would be interested in boxing. And I'd be like, all right, we're going to this fight. If Shane Mosley was fighting or whoever. And uh, yeah. So, and my favorite fights to go to for atmosphere were always Miguel Cotto, the day before the Puerto Rican day parade. Yeah. They were always great. Um, until one year he did it. He fought in Yankee stadium and that was a terrible atmosphere. That was the worst fight I ever went to. Uh, Cause it was like, it was like 80, 80 degrees, 85 degrees and humid. And I'm sitting in right field of Yankee stadium. And I think he was fighting. It was a guy trying to be a, a rabbi or something. Yuri Foreman. Oh, Yuri Foreman. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was just tough to get into the fight because it's open air and you're, you're kind of diagonally facing the wrong way. It was, mm. it was weird. They were fighting in center field. It was not that was old. Yan- that was old Yankee stadium, right? It had to be like 10 years ago. Yeah. So you gotta be, yeah, you had to be pretty far away. Uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I went to a, just a terrible Mayweather fight. I was such a huge Mayweather fan. Then when I went to watch him and he turned into money, Mayweather, literally that fight, and change styles from pretty boy to to, to, to just get money. It was, just, mode. it was so terrible to watch, man. It was, it was in Fresno, California. And it was, Oh my God. By the time, by the time it was like the 10th round, it, it was, it, the arena was 
done. Like nobody was there. Just took the air out of the yeah, place. Just, Miguel Cotto was actually on that card. Uh, Cotto has almost every fight I went to. He was entertaining. Yeah. But, but I mean, part of it was the whole, uh, I mean, I was uh, definitely, when I went to the, the Cotto fights, I was in the minority it, I mean, it was it was like the Puerto Rican Day Parade was oh, happening yeah. in in MSG. It was great though. I mean, there's not there's nothing better than that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere just, just people are just going nuts. Yeah, because I've been you know I've been to a few fights myself. You know, where I lived growing up in uh, Central California, there was there was no fucking fights around. You you had to you were lucky if you got one around you that was decent, uh, and the big ones were usually not that great. The probably the best atmosphere I was at. Ever, just any fight was they had uh it was de la hoya chavez two and, oh, nice. and it wasn't a pay-per-view it was a closed circuit and you had to buy a ticket to go to the fairgrounds and <laughs> where i lived is predominantly mexican and it it was fucking insane when they came out it, when oscar came out and he he, he busted out with uh Kid Frost, La Rosa, man, and everybody was going insane. The fucking police were out there, and they had their riot gear on. I don't know what they were afraid we were going to riot for, uh, but you know, but the the atmosphere was insane until the fight actually started. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh fuck, Chavez is going to get the shit kicked out of him again." God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't going to work out. No. Um, yeah, I remember one one fight I went to with uh, Tito Trinidad, and he came out with uh, Fat Joe. They're doing lean back and everybody was going crazy. And uh, yeah, they, I've had a lot of good atmospheres in MSG. The scariest one was, uh, oh my God, uh, Andrew Galata. Uh, Andrew, he, he, Polish guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was one of his uh, late, it wasn't, it wasn't a low blow, but it was a late hit after the uh, the bell. And there were riots in the crowds and I was next to like eight shaved head Polish dudes who were very angry with the people in front of them. And I was like right in the middle of the fight. So it was, it was a little scary. The Polish dudes were, were a bit scary to me. Yeah. You always figured some of them, some of them had to be mobbed up a little bit, you know, I just always kind of had that feeling. (laughs) So it was pretty funny. So when I, so when I worked on wall street and I would get, um, seats that were way out of my price range you know i was just i was using the company tickets and we'd be sitting in the first couple rows and we would be with athletes like don mattingly or jeremy shockey there would be like guys on the giants or the famous people in the new york area some famous from outside new york and then there would be bricklayers there would be drug dealers like just and it would be a different vibe, and you you kind of knew those guys are uh, those are the intense dudes. You just you you'd much rather scrap it up with uh, with uh, Jeremy Shockey than you would with one of these bricklayers. Yeah, because it's probably going to end with Jeremy Shockey whenever it's over, and the other guys, it's not going to end anytime soon. It'll never end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember you now when we were going back and forth. You did tell me. I want. I want to hear this story. You yeah, have yeah, an interesting yeah. story about uh, Arturo Gatti. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be a fan of boxing. It's another to to almost be challenged to a fight with the boxer. <laughs> and you know, I've got. I I had Gatti by fifty pounds or whatever it was, but I it would have been a nightmare. 
because um, he looks like he's made out of granite when it when when I faced him. But the, he was in a bar. I'm in Hoboken, New Jersey, so that's just across the river from um, New York City. And he was there in a bar with with a bunch of people, and they were all shit faced. And it was seven o'clock on like a Thursday. It was it was not not seemingly like a time it's not like i i was it was one o'clock on uh in the morning on a saturday mm-hmm. it was like a wednesday or thursday and i was just getting home from work and it was a bar restaurant and they had pretty good food so i was just getting takeout from the bartender and a girl um turned into me a woman turned into me and like didn't realize i was there and poured the drink all over herself and she was with, well, I didn't, I didn't know who she was with. And she starts screaming and yelling that I spilled her drink. But I mean, I, I just got home from work. Like I hadn't had a, anything to drink and I wasn't looking to fight women at a bar. And immediately somebody grabs me by the shoulder and goes, is there a problem here? And it was Arturo Gotti. And I was like, nope, no, nope, no problem. And she, and she's like, yes. Yes, he does have a problem. He just spilled this drink on me. And I was trying to reason with a drunken Arturo Gotti. And he was he was gripping my shoulder pretty tight. And he just kept saying, is there a problem here? Is there a problem here? And I I just, I did not want him to punch me in the face. Um, and luckily, the bartender and the owner of the bar um, kind of, said you know your your girl's pretty sloppy right now and uh she spilled it on herself but if if those guys didn't come to my rescue like i was gonna have to throw throw down i don't even know what my strategy would be because i mean he would mash me he was you know he had a smaller frame but he he really looked like he was made out of stone Mm -hmm. and this was this was in the middle of the mickey reward days this was like Maybe before the second fight, it was right around then. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, so he was he was pretty ready. This wasn't like right before he he died. This was like right right before he beat Mickey Ward in the rematch. Oh. Yeah, he just kept saying, "Is there a problem here? Is there a problem here?" No, it's not a no, no, no certainly not. No. I I would never. St- I would never pick a fight with a professional boxer. That's yeah, it's not a, my no. It's not, you better not have good a good end game for me. You better have a good ground game if you're going to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I and you know things are processing through your head, and I was thinking, well, I don't know if I can make it to the door. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to fight me, I guess I have to tackle him. Yeah, it's your I only just, shot. My only <laughs> shot, because you know he still is a smaller framed. He was a smaller frame guy, but I mean. And then when they calmed him down, he was, he was like, okay. And then like being like all friendly, <laughs> wave goodbye to me. It's like, uh, all right. You know, you should have asked him, uh, Hey, uh, Arturo, can I get a picture? <laughs> uh, probably before, I'm sure the, I'm, I'm thinking about it. That's before cell phone cameras and shit, probably. Or if it were, they, those the janky cell yeah. phone cameras that like, you'd be like, hey, this is me, Arturo Gotti. And like, people wouldn't know who that was. Like, like, uh, I don't look looks, like Arturo Gotti. Looks like some sort of blurry fish. What is yeah, that? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, um, man. But like the topic of your book with Heroes and Jerks. Yeah, I was thinking, man, there's there's been quite a few 
guys who actually would fall in both categories in, in the fight game, man. People who like who is your who is your most hated fighter? The guy I hated the most, honestly, you know what? I never liked him, and it's going to really piss a lot of people off. I never liked Holyfield, man. I always thought he was a fucking fraud. And he, come to find out, boring. he was a fucking fraud. <laughs> I mean, was. he kind of was. He was out there singing his, his praise and worship out to the ring while his wife and his girlfriend were both pregnant at the same time. Not really. On top of the fact that he's, you know, ingested with every fucking kind of steroid known to man. <laughs> Uh, let's put this and this isn't really the shit on him i mean shit he, he did his thing it's whatever but you remember when when he got caught with the steroids sending it to his 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 house as evan fields right yeah yeah yeah. he named his fucking son evan <laughs> like, and i'm pretty sure that that happened i don't know if his son was already born or not but either way like that's pretty terrible. Like you either used your son's name to get your drugs or you named your son after your drug user. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know what? It has a ring to it. I like it. I, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, De La Hoya was another one. I could not stand De La Hoya. See, De La Hoya drove me nuts because um, he should have lost a couple of those fights along the way. I The one that drove me nuts was, was it Ike Corte. Yeah. And, and he lost the fight, but like he won a, maybe he won unanimous decision, but it, it felt like he lost. It was, it was one of those ones where uh, Howard Letterman had him down a couple rounds. Um, and at the end of the fight, they're like, this was some fight, you know, do, do you think yeah. he's going, and he's like, do you think that was a good fight? Yeah. I didn't think it was a good fight. Nah, that was fine. Yeah. Like and, what? Yeah. Even the mention of any mention of a rematch, he was like, no. Oh, good. Yeah. No. Did you see he when didn't... I knocked him down and he knocked my ass right back down? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I, was, I was, and I was a huge Corte guy. I was a huge Corte. I loved Corte was 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 tough. You talk about a guy who got gypped on a lot of cards, man. Yeah. There he lost a lot of bad decisions, man. And then I kind of after that he he or maybe maybe he had like one more big fight and then he would then always he kinda... just lose something close, man. Always there was always a close fight and. He did have some of the best excuses. I think I think it was the, oh, yeah. the De La Hoya fight when he said he had malaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, give, I mean, it he, happens. He is from Africa, I guess. It's yeah, possible. he's from like Gabon or something. He was from like from West Ghana. Africa. Yeah, he's from Ghana. So I mean, like, it's possible. Oh, yeah, not Gabon, but, but Ghana. Ghana, but I mean, it's like, well, that's I, I can give you credit. I mean, eh, you know, he's got he's got a bag of excuses. You come from Ghana. You have you have a bag of excuses that <laughs> other people don't have. Mm-mm. <laughs> like you could say malaria and people are like oh fuck i can't even tell him no because what if he did you know <laughs> like it's something that something that us in the western world never know nothing about like the hell i've only heard of malaria it's like um, you like with all this plague shit going around you know all, all, all the the pandemic stuff like if you hear yeah. people die from bubonic plague you're like really that really fucking yeah. exists huh well i mean i saw a news story and they're like uh a squirrel died of bubonic plague yeah. I was thinking, you saw a dead squirrel. Who's testing that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you see a dead squirrel and be like, you know, let me let me test him for rare diseases? Yeah, like, it's a weird, unless he had some weird uh, look to him. I don't. I mean, I I see dead squirrels from time to time. I don't. Yeah, never thought like. Uh, I, <laughs> wonder if, I wonder if the plague got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, one one guy that I 
I'm bitter towards um, the Corrales Castillo fight. You know, mm. The first one was phenomenal, and I went to uh, I went to Vegas to see the rematch, and Castillo didn't make weight. So when I landed, they're like, "Yeah, this fight doesn't really mean anything." And yeah, he didn't make weight, but they're gonna fight anyway. But it's kind of like a, a weird vibe. And sure enough, like it was not a Corrales didn't show up in that fight. Mm-hmm. And, but I, we were so excited because after the way the first one oh. ended, I mean, yeah, of course it couldn't live up to the hype. Yeah. But to just as my plane is landing in Vegas, and my buddy texts me, he's like, "Yeah." He didn't make weight. This fight doesn't count. <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to be a little bitter towards Castillo for that one. Yeah. I I also am bitter towards Castillo because of what he did to Floyd in the first fight, which is what turned him into money, which is what I got to see. So, I mean, in, in a way he kind of, he kind of really fucked up my, my experience watching a Floyd fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah just mm. that the, uh, the Mayweather Pacquiao pay-per-view was a, was one of the more excruciating just watching each round realizing I'm not getting my money's worth no. each, each round first round you think oh well they're feeling each other out maybe and then you realize that you're just gonna get taken for this mm-hmm. the entire there, night is a bust there was one one moment in the fourth round where Manny came made it look kind of interesting for a little bit and then it went right back to where it was and it's like yeah, yeah. but I mean yeah. I wasn't gonna pay for that shit I already knew like you, you just know you know there's just certain ones and the way I look at it is now it's like God invented the the uh the Amazon fire stick that you can jailbreak. No reason to buy a damn pay-per-view anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um I had buddies over that time and it was like, all right, I'll order the fight. But I was I was still pissed off about it. Hell yeah. I'm hundred bucks. Probably hundred and twenty with fees. Yeah, it probably was up up north of a hundred. <laughs> yeah. That garbage. It was yeah, the worst. It was just terrible. Uh it <laughs> Is there any, like, you know, there, there's pay-per-views coming up. Is, is there anything that would spark your interest? Because really, these fights don't really spark my interest as far as pay-per-view goes. There's the Charlo brothers are on pay-per-view, Spence Garcia, and then um, I think it's Gervonta Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. None of them really spark me. It's like, oh, that's something I would actually think about paying, man. I just, yeah, I think I they're just trying to pay their fighters. I don't understand. I mean, I understand that's the model they've they've gone to, but it, I, I don't, there's nothing that the dream matchups that I can come up with, they're, they're not, no, none of them are that, that I feel like compelled to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, there's, there are ways around it. Yeah. There's so, ways around it. So why I don't have to. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, cause I'll get, I'll get a text. Hey man, I want to come over. I'm going to come over to my house and we're going to order the fight. I'm thinking, you guys are going to order the fucking fight? What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> what year is it? Did you, guys, did you guys send this text from a rotary phone? What the hell's going on here, man? It's like, mm, well, that's, that's not a thing anymore. Even though, yeah, even though you don't have to, what's, what's your dream matchup right now? That If you, you had to pay for one fight, what do you? If I had to pay for one, I'm probably... Honestly, it's pro- it, it probably is... Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. It's probably the best matchup uh, closest to peak fighters. Um, Cause all the other matchups, they're good matchups, but I don't think the fight could deliver. I think that fight actually could deliver. Like, right. You, you thought, could see, you could see that going either. You could see different scenarios of how um, that fight could play out. 
you wouldn't see yeah a lot of the fights the matchups they you mm-hmm. kind of see what's going to happen in yeah so if you think about like fury and say like anthony joshua fighting for all the belts yeah it's a great buildup but you know that it's going to be one of two things either he's you know aj's going to catch him or fury's just going to outbox him like he does everybody else for 12 rounds maybe he'll get lucky right. and, and, and drop joshua but you, you kind of know there's not very many different scenarios where this fight's going. He so. uses reach. Yeah. Lean on him. Yeah. Yeah. I there's like, I just, to me, that's really the only one that really is something where like, I, I could see myself in a different time paying for something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like a lot of these matches, like the Teofimo Lopez uh, Lomachenko fight is, it's a great matchup. And I'm, I'm loving that they're doing it on ESPN and not on pay per view. It's a great matchup for an ESPN fight. Um, right. But if that was on pay per view, it falls into the same category. Like, eh, I don't know. So when is when is that fight? Oh shit! What did they move it to? Uh, November. Oh shit! Now I got to look it up. But yeah, they 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 had a date in September. I think it was September, and I think they're moving it. It keeps on getting moved around. Nothing's definite, any you know, right, right. now. They, everything keeps on moving around. It's probably going to end up sometime. Luckily, my schedule's free for the next year, so <laughs> I guess I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, no, it's, it's on ESPN. I mean, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, this is not really, and that. You know, that's why it's perfect to, to bring you on to do this, man, because there's really not that we can talk about the book and different topics because the fights really aren't doing anything to get me to want to record. Um, I just it's funny because the older I get, the more I feel like a casual fan than I do a diehard fan. Like I, I used to feel like, man, I got to watch every fight, every every sporting event. And I was like, the older you get, you're like, eh, I'm good. I yeah, watch the well, highlights you, of some you, of these things, you know. Yeah, as you get older, you kind of pick your battles. Yeah, but, but I honestly like I, what I was saying before is all sports. I mean, I, that's m- the majority of what I watch: sports, and then you know the random Netflix show or something. But I'm kind of just dull to everything, and I, mm-hmm. I, I uh, am a big basketball fan. I like football. I like all sports, but when I hear the NFL is coming back, and I, I don't know, I'm not. I'm not excited for anything as much as I used to be. And it's kind of weird. It's like this pandemic kind of point. I was like, you know, I used to, I used to think that I had to have sports on my television. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened in this, in this last, what, four or five months. Like, but it's gotta really be something good to pique my interest, man. It just, I don't know. I really don't know what changed. I guess it was just not having them for so many months, which you've never had a gap where there was no sports. There's always something overlapping. So I don't know what it is. And I wonder if there's just kind of um, people are isolated. I mean, there's online communities and everything, but people aren't, there's not buzz about anything. People yeah. aren't talking and it, there's not a lot of interaction anywhere. Not that I was like the guy at the water cooler talking to people, but I don't, I just feel like there's buzz about everything. I'd be walking through town and hear somebody uh, at the sandwich shop talking about this fight coming up or something. You just, there's none of that. There's none of that for since March. Yeah. Uh, you know, and um, I don't know, maybe that I, I interacted more with people on the street than I realized. I, I don't know. I, but my overall feeling is um, I need some big moment. Maybe it's, you know, a great fight, some unexpected moment mm-hmm. to like bring you back in or a great game. But um, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm looking I'm looking for something to, to jazz me about sports right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, when the NBA gets to their finals and baseball gets to their playoffs, does does the interest ramp up or not? Because right now, because the playoffs have already started in the NBA, and honestly, it doesn't feel like it's been ramped up at all, the interest. It's just exactly where it was with the eight games that they played. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what people are waiting for because – and like you said, I think it might be the interaction. It might be, you know, just, you know, you think about like, say you're getting takeout food or any, anything like that. If you just walk into a place, I'm going to go get a pizza or whatever. I'm going to go get some food. There's always TV showing sports and people are watching and people are cheering, you know, especially if the home hometown team is playing no matter what it is. And that just, that's been zapped away. We don't have that. Yeah. And, and you're not going to get it at my home, me and my wife sitting there watching TV. It's not, it's not going to happen. You know, anymore we're watching, like you said, a Netflix thing. And I'm looking at a score on my phone. My phone has been relegated to where the sports is being shown half the time right now. Anyway, I was like, I just, it's just not, it it just hasn't been a priority, man. They haven't done anything to, to pique my interest. Honestly, they haven't, man. But hopefully we get, you know, the, the great thing about sports is it does surprise you sometimes. So, Maybe, I mean, whether it's the NBA, maybe there's a game seven mm-hmm. or something that, you know, gets going or an unexpected fight down the pike. Although I don't, I don't see a ton happening this year, but, no. but, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I feel bad leaving this, uh, we're, we're kind of bringing everybody down. Uh, but, and, uh, and don't worry about it. It's been like that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a long period with like, I don't really got nothing to say, man. Like <laughs> all you're going to do is hear me shit on fights or stuff like that. It's just, it just kind of is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, it'll probably, especially with boxing and like anything else, it's going to take some kind of big controversy. That's the shit that gets people sparked. That's up. And, true. You know, it was the, the fury and wilder thing. The first fight, you know, that the controversy of, of did he, did, you know, he almost knocked fury down. He got back up and everybody's like, Oh, fury won the fight. And then it was draw, you know, that drums up interest. That's true. Maybe. There was so much buzz. And then the, the rematch kind of quieted everything down. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like, if, well, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, if you were, oh, I tell you what, if you were, God, don't ever do this to yourself, but if you ever went onto the boxing part of Twitter, yeah, you, they're still talking about it. It's, it's insane. The, <laughs> the conspiracy theories that have gone into how Fury won uh, with, uh, they called it glove gate because you know he had oh. illegal gloves and they thought, he was on every well, he's doing the uh what's his name plaster yeah. of paris in his yeah he was, he was he was a margarito or a, margarito or, i guess he had panama lewis in his corner i don't know man. it's just <laughs> i don't know it's insane to listen to some of these guys sometimes well, um, i can bring i can bring it back to history yeah with conspiracy theories ben franklin had one of the great quotes that i love telling people it's Three people can keep a secret as long as two of them are dead. <laughs> so don't believe conspiracy theories. They, it always comes out. All right, man. We'll cut it off there. Ed, go ahead. Tell us uh, one more time where to find the book and it's, the title and everything. It's on Amazon. Amazon controls pretty much the entire book business okay. at this point. So Heroes and Jerks, um, the best and worst who ever lived, but Heroes and Jerks will get you there. Ed Daly, D-A-L-Y. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter at E Z E D D A L Y. And I will include um, that in the, in the, when I shoot it out. 
Um, but yeah, if uh, if it's it's lists and like we were talking, it's lists are always debated. So if anyone wants to uh, wants to debate anything in the book, I'm I'm happy to engage. I had uh, I've had people debate that one person was too low and too high at the same time. I've had people, different people come at me for the same characters. So um, I'm happy to, you know, it lists are for debate. So I'm happy to chop it up. And uh, like I said, uh, in the description, I will have a link to the book. Go ahead, go on to Amazon, you know, leave a rate review, help them out. Uh, Ed, I really appreciate you guys. Check out his show also on all the podcast platforms, the baller lifestyle, Uh, him and, Brian, uh, they do a good job. If you like to just have fun, uh, basically doing movie reviews at this point. Yeah, uh, the, all the news. It, at first, we were doing like we tried to do sports and news stories or pop culture, and everything was COVID. Yeah, every story was COVID. It was like, what what sports story? Maybe in the fall we can start. We'll get some controversy, but everything is just about that. So, so we started doing some goofy movies and. Who knew there was an expert who's an expert on boxing and a movie? An urban cowboy. <laughs> an urban cowboy. And a, a, a Travolta movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe Angelo the, has thoughts. Maybe the, I, I'm going to say the greatest call ever to give notes on a movie review. I think extensive notes. It was, it was impressive <laughs> as hell. And man, I appreciate you, man. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime, man. Um, you guys, I'm sure will be hearing me on a voicemail soon. Um, you guys check, go check out his book, leave a rate and view on Amazon, help him out. Uh, do the same for us on iTunes, uh, all the platforms, Spotify, all that good shit, subscribe, everything. And remember like JP says, it's where the fighters fight and the fans commentate. And you know we do it just like you from the cheap seats because we ain't buying no tickets, goddammit. Peace. Bye. All right, man. Hey, man. I appreciate you, man. Let the world know I plan to die If I don't leave with what I came for I'm